for tuning in to 2020 Bible Stories, where we read the unforgettable stories of the Bible with open eyes and clear views. I'm your host and storyteller, me. And I'm Fish, your thought commentator, where I'll be giving, giving my thoughts on the story, or based on the story thus far. Right. Because every story isn't always read in its entirety during that episode because they can't be a bit lengthy, but... We do try to learn something, you know, that might take us a ways away, which is why we call them takeaways. And we encourage you to send us your takeaways too, as well as your thoughts and requests to 2020BibleStories at gmail.com. Let's get it. All right. Now that we've gotten the pleasantries out of the way, let's start today's episode. That's it. Let's get it. Yeah, you said it before you was supposed to, though. It's all right. Let's go. All right. Let's start it. Welcome and thanks for tuning into 2020 Bible Stories with Meek and Fish, where we read the unforgettable stories of the Bible with open eyes and clear views. I'm your host and storyteller, Meek. And with me, as always, Fish, your thought commentator. All right. Um, let's see where we are. Last week, we left off in chapter 12, where the land finally had rest from war and a list of the kings killed by the Israelites and whose land was taken was given, but not read. I basically summarized it. And in all 31 kings have been killed and had their land taken. This week, we'll continue with the story of the conquest in Joshua 13 with the division of the promised land. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> uh, you see, Israel had gained control of the land, which was then divided and allotted to the tribes. Joshua had dismissed the army for it's now each tribe's responsibility to clear out the remaining enemies from their own lands or areas. Uh, when Joshua was an old man, the Lord said to him, you are growing old and much of the land remains to be conquered. This is the territory that remains. All the regions of the Philistines and the Ger- Gersherites and the larger territory of the Canaanites extending from the stream of Shior on the border of Egypt, northward to the boundary of Ekron. It includes the territory of the five Philistine rulers of Gaza, Ashdod, Ashkelon, Gath, and Ekron. The land of the Avites in the south also remains to be conquered. In the north, the following areas has not yet been conquered. All the land of the Canaanites, including Merera, which belongs to the Sidonians, stretching northward to Aphek on the border of the Amorites. The land of the Gabalites and all the Lebanon mountain area to the east from Baal Gad below Mount Hermon to Lebo Hamath and all the hill country from Lebanon to Misrephoth Mayim, including all the land of the Sidonians. I myself would drive these people out of the land ahead of the Israelites So be sure to give this land to Israel as a special possession, just as I have commanded you. 
include all this territory as Israel's possessions when you divide the land among the nine tribes and the half tribe of Manasseh. Then the Lord, I'm sorry, then the land Moses gave Reuben, Gad, and half tribe of Manasseh east of the Reuben is described. And yeah, not going to read that. We're going to move on. So the remaining tribes of Israel received land in Canaan as allotted by Eleazar the priest, Joshua, son of Nun, and the tribal leaders. These nine and a half tribes received their grants of land by means of sacred lots in accordance with the Lord's command through Moses. Moses had already given a grant of land to the two and a half tribes of the east side of the Jordan River, but he had given the Levites no such allotment. The descendants of Joshua, of Joseph had became two separate tribes, Manasseh and Ephraim, and the Levites were given no land at all only towns to live in with surrounding pasture lands for their livestock and all their possessions. So the land was distributed in strict accordance with the Lord's commands to Moses. A delegation from the tribe of Judah, led by Caleb, son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, came to Joshua at Gilgal. Caleb said to Joshua, remember what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, about you and me when we were at Kadesh Barnea. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to explore the land of Canaan. I returned and gave an honest report. But my brothers who went with me frightened the people from entering the promised land. For my part, I wholeheartedly followed the Lord my God. So that day Moses solemnly promised me the land of Canaan on which you were just walking will be your grant of land and that all your descendants forever because you wholeheartedly follow the Lord my God. Now, as you can see, the Lord has kept me alive and well as he promised for all these 45 years since Moses had made this promise. 45 years, even while Israel wandered in the wilderness. Today, I am 85 years old. I am as strong as I was when Moses sent me on that journey, and I can still travel and fight as well as I could then. So give me the hill country that the Lord promised me. You will remember that as scouts, we found the descendants of Anak living there in, in great walled towns. But if but if the Lord is with me, I will drive them out of the land, just as the Lord said. So Joshua blessed Caleb, son of Jephunneh, and gave Hebron to him as his portion of land. Hebron still belongs to the descendants of Caleb, son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, because he wholeheartedly followed the Lord, the God of Israel. The Lord commanded Joshua to assign some of Judah's territory to Caleb, son of Jephunneh. So Caleb was given the town of Kirith Arba, that is Hebron, which had been named after Anak's ancestors. Caleb drove out the three groups of Anakites, the descendants of Shishai, Ahiman, and Talma, the sons of Anak. From there, he went to fight against the people living in the town of Debir, formerly called Kirith Sefer. Caleb said, I will give my daughter Aksa in marriage to the one who attacks and captures Kirith Sefer. Othenio, the son of Caleb's brother, 
Tinez was the one who conquered it. So Axa became Othenio's wife. When Axa married Othenio, she urged him to ask her father for a field. As she got down off her donkey, Caleb asked her, what is the matter? She said, give me another gift. You have already given me the land in the Negev. Now please give me springs of water too. So Caleb gave her the upper and lower springs. Now from here until not chapter 19, basically the remaining tribes and heard they land and the boundaries are described along with the people who they didn't drive out from the land, but instead either made them their slaves or just let them live among them. Um, I can give an example of that right here. Um, but the tribe of Judah could not drive out the Jebusites who lived in the city of Jerusalem. So the Jebusites lived there among the people of Judah to this day. Uh, let's see. Um, but the descendants of Manasseh were unable to occupy their towns because the Canaanites were determined to stay in that region. Later, however, when the Israelites became strong enough, they forced the Canaanites to work as slaves, but they did not drive them out of the land. The descendants of Joseph came to Joshua and asked, why have you given us only one portion of land as our homeland when the Lord has blessed us with so many people? Joshua replied, if there are so many of you and if the hill country of Ephraim is not large enough for you, Clear out land for yourselves in the forest where the Perizzites and Raphaites live. The descendants of Joseph responded, It's true that the hill country is not large enough for us, but all the Canaanites in the lowlands have iron chariots, both those in Beth Shan and its surrounding settlements, and those in the valley of, of Jezreel. They are too strong for us. Then Joshua said to the tribes of Ephraim and Manasseh, the descendants of Joseph, since you are so large and strong, you will be given more than one portion. The forest of the hill country will be yours as well. Clear as much of the land as you wish and take possession of its, of its farthest corners and you will drive out the Canaanites from the valleys too, even though they are strong and have iron chariots. Now the land was under Israelite control. The entire community of Israel gathered at Shiloh and set up the tabernacle. But there remained seven tribes who had not yet been allotted their grants of land. Then Joshua asked them, how long are you going to wait before taking possession of the remaining land the Lord, the God, the Lord, the God of your ancestors has given to you? Select three men from each tribe and I will send them out to explore the land and map it out. They will then return to me with a written report of their proposed division of their new homeland. Let them divide the land into seven sections, excluding Judah's territory in the south and Joseph's territory in the north. And when you record the seven divisions of the land and bring them to me, I will cast sacred lots in the presence of the Lord, your God, and assign land to each tribe. Um, after all the land was divided among the tribes, the Israelites gave a piece of land to Joshua as his allocation. For the Lord has said he could have any town he wanted. He chose Timnath-Sirah Timnath in the hill country of Ephraim 
He rebuilt the town and lived there. These are the territories that Eleazar the priest, Joshua son of Nun, and the tribal leaders allocated as grants of land to the tribes of Israel by casting sacred lots in the presence of the Lord at the entrance of the tabernacle at Shiloh. So the division of the land was complete. And we're going to stop here at Joshua 19 for today. Take a quick break and be right back with the takeaways. All right. And we are back with the takeaways. My first takeaway. God told Joshua to include the unconquered land when dividing it among the nine and a half tribes because God knows the future. He said, I'm going to drive these people out of the land, so include it. So my takeaway, just like the Israelites, we too face trials and fight the battles of our unconquered land. We too have to fight and face trials and battles of our unconquered land. That could be an underdeveloped talent or unconfessed sin in our lives, ethical issues or freaks. The worldly issues we got going on right now with Russia and Ukraine. Um, so yeah, that's take that's my takeaway. Conquering these territories gives us the opportunity to remain faithful to God and to do his will. Thoughts, comments? No, I don't have any. Um, now even though Joshua cast lots to the Lord to see what land to give to what tribe. The blessings of Jacob and Moses already foretold the type of land each tribe will receive. Excuse me. Uh, if you remember back um, when who I just said? Jacob. Back when Jacob um, not Jacob. Jacob. Yeah, Jacob. Back when Jacob was given the like foreshadowing what his 12 sons would do and what they would get basically based off of what he said back then is the land each one of them received now like the son who slept you know with the wife and how he basically was like yeah you ain't gonna really have nothing you're gonna be this servant and this and that so basically they again the lands was already determined what it was gonna be but they cast the sacred lots which basically came out to what they had already said. Um, God made Caleb a promise that didn't come to fruition until 45 years later. My takeaway, God keeps his promise. Some of his greatest ones have yet to be fulfilled. So this gives us so much to look forward to. So let your faith grow as you experience how God keeps his word. Thoughts, comments? No, I haven't. Okay. Um, Axa. Axa spoke up. She said, look, I appreciate the land you gifted me and all, but it's dry. It ain't no water down there. So please give me some springs of water to AXA. Spell it. A-C-S-A-H. 
Yeah, Axel. And Joshua being the man that he is, he gave her the upper and the lower springs. If you want some water, I'll give you some water. I said, now that's all right. Again, closed mouths don't get fed. If you don't say nothing, you ain't going to get nothing. And she made sure she, hey, I, again, I am not being ungrateful. But what am I going to do with that dry land? I need some water. Nope. Joseph didn't have a tribe named after him because Jacob took his two sons as his own, if you remember. That's why I said Joseph, again, was broken down into two tribes, Ephraim and Manasseh. So, I think now like I understand why Joseph you know, it was like, so these your sons now? Back when Jacob was taking them? And he was like, so these your sons? And he like, yeah, they my sons. And any sons you have one from here on out, they'll belong to you. But these two belong to me now. So it's almost like Joseph didn't get a tribe. He didn't, like, there are no Benjaminites. You get what I'm saying? There's no Josephites. He broke down into the two, yeah, his two sons. So... How you so, think Joseph felt that, yeah, he took my tribe away. I don't get no tribe now. I wonder why. I mean, well, if I'm remembering correctly, like Jacob said, these are the two sons the Lord are giving me in Canaan. I had all the rest of y'all in another place. And now that I'm here, these are the two sons that he's giving me while I'm here. And yeah, any anybody, other children you have from here on out, they could be yours, but these two belong to me. I'm don't. I mean, he he's saying that. That's the reason because he's basically because I'm here, and that's why I'm taking your sons. But mm -hmm. yeah, that's I, in my mind. That's why I'm just sitting here. Like I wonder how Joseph felt because I don't recall them mentioning Joseph had no other sons. It's just Ephraim and Manasseh. Well. Oh, no, that just made me think of again how he probably felt of like, yeah, this man just took my tribe. I don't get no tribe now since he even took my sons. Right. right. Um, the girls. I didn't read that part, but the girls got their land. Who came? The five daughters. The uh, the father who didn't have no sons. Um, which again is an example of one of those special circumstances when somebody asks a reasonable requ a request and those of us who can take our jobs too seriously sometimes won't honor it just because it ain't never been done like that before. So my takeaway is look at the intent of the law and the merits of each case before you make a decision because there are sometimes some special cases where it don't matter if this this how this goes normally and this is the, the tradition. We have a special circumstance happening right here where, again, this man don't have no sons to lead the land to. So you got to look at the intent of the law. What the intent is to make sure that no land get lost, that the land stays within each tribe. That's the intent of it. So you got to base the case on the merits of it which is, again he don't have no sons so 
you can't basically take this land away and give it to somebody else because that's not God's intent. That wasn't his intention to expand somebody else's boundaries because they don't need that much. Give it to the daughters. It's not that hard. Give it to them. Right. Uh, Joseph's descendants, again, Ephraim and Manasseh, were given rich land and a whole lot of it since Joseph received a double portion for being the eldest of Rachel. Because he's technically not the oldest son, but he's Rachel's oldest son. And Caleb, uh, whose portion of land was still inhabited with the descendants of Anak or the giants again with his faith and full confidence, believed God would help him drive out the wicked people of the land so he could fully occupy it. In contrast, that's why I read that part about Ephraim and Manasseh. They basically went to Joshua and begged for more land because they were too afraid to fight the Canaanites because they got iron chariots. Caleb God gave him and moved ahead to fulfill God's plan for him God's word the Lord said I would drive him out and he would be with me as I did it so that's all I need to me anyway that was an example of why God said there will always be poor people among us because some of us i.e. that uh Ephraim and Manasseh, they they got poor thinking, basically. They much rather beg for more land than to fight for more land. And because some of us always operate with that mentality of insignificance or fear and disbelief, that's why poor isn't just used to describe a lack of money. It's, again... By society standards, anyway, it's used to describe something again of low or inferior standards or quality, like an old TV or a phone. You get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. they basically have a poor way of thinking. Their mind frame isn't we have God's word and that's all we need. They scared. They operating again off of fear. They operating off of what they see and the disbelief. They just don't believe that they can do it. So with that poor mind frame, they not going to again be able to conquer or to achieve a goal because they again much rather beg for what they need instead of working for it. Thoughts, comments? Nope, you did a good job. Um, Joshua again asked them seven tribes, what y'all waiting for? Why y'all hesitating? Take possession of the remaining land. Their hesitancy is a good metaphor for how we sometimes treat our own lives. I already touched a bit on this previously about not taking that first step because we either too afraid or too lazy. But we also sit around waiting and questioning what God really wants for us. And what he wants is my takeaway for us to stop putting off work that's overwhelming, difficult, boring, or disagreeable because it shows your lack of discipline, basically. Your lack of care. And in some cases, obedience. So remember this the next time you tempted to procrastinate or give up on something. 
thoughts, comments? Nope. You're doing that. You're doing that. Go for it. Now, I'm not sure what they did or what was used to cast the lots, but whatever it was, it took human choice out of the equation and allowed God to make the tribe and allowed God to match the tribes as he so fit. Basically stopping any bickering, fighting, or complaining because, oh, no, nah, y'all gave us land that's too dry or, oh, no, nah, that land too far away. We don't want that land. And it's, yeah, ain't, it, it ain't none of that. The Lord said, this is what you get, so this is what you get. Those comments? Nope. Now, I didn't read this part, but at the end of chapter 19, the tribe of Dan is giving their allotment of land, but they have trouble taking and or keeping possession of it, so they migrate to another part called... Uh, who was it? Laish. They went to Laish and attacked their people, captured them, slaughtered the people, and they settled there. So basically, the tribe of Dan went to a town where they knew victory was going to be easier in the process. And in the process, they didn't carry out God's will. So my takeaway, have faith that God is great enough to tackle your most difficult situations, especially when he is the one who told you to go there in the first place. Or don't just love me, basically, when it's all good. Love me when it's all gone, too. Mm -hmm. So I didn't. Yeah, I didn't read that part. But yeah, like basically they're saying that these people lived in peace basically they they ain't have like literally nothing going on in Laish. so they went and attacked these peaceful people who wasn't bothering nobody and took their land because again they had trouble keeping what the lord gave them clearly they they must ain't have enough fight or again, the Canaanites were just a little bit too strong and they had trouble keeping on to it. So again, instead of keep instead of fighting for what I got, I'm just getting ready to go take some myosis. Mm -hmm. So again, you need to know whatever it is that the Lord told you to do, He is going to help you do it. He told you to go there. So why am I not going to help you if I told you to go there? That don't make sense. Thoughts, comments? Nope. I don't have any. You did an excellent job. All right. Well, that's it for this week's episode of 2020 Bible Stories with Meek and Fish. I'm your host and storyteller, Meek. And with me as always, Fish, your thought commentator. Stay tuned next week where we'll continue reading the book of Joshua. Till then, stay blessed, stay safe, stay reading and meditating daily. Peace. That concludes this episode of 2020 Bible Stories. Stay tuned next week for a new episode.